Hello. Welcome to the Mindful Motherhood Podcast. I invite you to stop, breathe, and mindfully explore ways to better understand and manage the daily struggles of motherhood. I'm your host, Maggie Metz. Today we're going to continue our Seasons of Motherhood series with a brief mindfulness exercise in a conversation with Caitlin Reeb about the toddler years. I invite you now to practice a mindful reflection. If you are able, find a comfortable seated position. Roll your shoulders up, back, and down away from your ears. Close your eyes. Now begin taking deep cycles of breath, inhaling through your nose and exhaling through your nose. Do your best to maintain these deep cycles of breath throughout the exercise. Today we're going to reflect on the toddler years of motherhood. Whether you're currently in this season, far removed from it, or haven't yet reached it, surely you know of someone who has. Feel free to bring to mind a niece, nephew, or even a friend's toddler. Picture those chubby cheeks, wobbly legs, and sweet smiles. Mindfully call to mind the silly sounds they make as they try to mimic sounds. Barely squeaking out a mama or dada, which instantly melts your heart and leaves you weak at the knees. Maintain these deep cycles of breath as you continue reflecting on this special time in life. A time when the world is still new and strange and exciting but not quite so overwhelming as it used to be. A time when you, beautiful mama, are still the apple of their eye, but they also begin to focus their eyes on other things. And their little tiny legs begin to carry them towards said things. Reflect on the first steps and first words and snuggles and all the nuances that wash over this season, creating such a bittersweet space in which to live for a short time. Picture their tiny little hand holding yours as you lead them to the car 
the sleep regressions, the potty training. No, it's not all pleasant in this season. But allow yourself to rest as you reflect on this season of chubby cheeks, wobbly legs, and sweet smiles. Rest as you accept the good, the bad, and the ugly of this season. Recognize the fact that this bittersweet season of toddlerhood is here today and gone tomorrow, and you have the choice every single day to either focus on the hard or soak in the beauty. Notice any feelings and emotions that arise within as you continue to reflect on this season of rapid growth and change. Continue deep breathing, inhaling through your nose and exhaling through your nose as you allow yourself to mindfully visit this bittersweet space with your toddler. Now start to bring awareness to your body. Notice how you feel seated in an upright position, the same position in which you started this exercise. Notice places where tension still resides, as well as places where tension might have been released. Gently, and without any judgment at all, compare how you feel now to how you felt at the beginning of the practice. Hopefully after practicing this mindful reflection, you find yourself feeling more calm, centered, and possibly even more connected to your toddler and their experience of the world. Even if your child is now 10, 20 or 30 years old. Feel free to pause here and practice this mindful reflection for as long as you'd like. But when you're ready to move on, take one more deep cleansing breath and open your eyes to a soft gaze. This mindfulness exercise is a way to reflect back on the toddler years. It provides us with a unique opportunity to mindfully explore the toddler stage with an open mind. Whether you've not yet encountered this stage, or you're in the midst of it, or you're well past it and thanking your lucky stars that those days have come and gone. To allow yourself to recognize the good, the bad, and the ugly of that season and to accept it all as an equally important part of the journey of motherhood in the toddler years.
Today we have Caitlin Reeve here with us to talk about her journey through the toddler years of motherhood. Caitlin is a mama to three beautiful boys and wife to a soccer coach who has a deep love of peanut butter and Tostitos white queso dip. Caitlin is currently a stay-at-home mama but has been a licensed speech and language pathologist in four different states. In her spare time, she loves hiking and riding bikes with her family, attending group fitness classes, reading, and baking with her five-year-old. Caitlin's favorite food has always been, and likely will always be, mac and cheese. And her favorite drink is a good latte. Her favorite fictional character is Buddy the Elf from the movie Elf a holiday favorite that she looks forward to watching every year. Caitlin is a sweet, patient, and kind human who I have the honor of calling friend. I am blessed to know her in real life, and I'm certain that the words she has to offer today will be a blessing to you as well. So, without further ado, Caitlin, welcome to the Mindful Motherhood Podcast. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, I'm really excited to have you here to talk about your little tots. So why don't you start off just by telling us a little background of your motherhood journey? Sure. So my husband and I, we knew each other about a year before we got married. So it's kind of quick. Mm -hmm. So we always said, oh, we'll wait like five years till we have kids of our own. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it was about two years in and we went to like a luncheon about foster care. And I felt God tugging on my heart to Mm -hmm. become a part of the foster care system, um, help out in any way I could. And my husband kind of shortly followed along after that, felt called to it as well. Mm -hmm. So we started to get licensed for foster care. And then through that process, while we were doing that, we were kind of like, well, what are we waiting on to have a child of our own? So Mm -hmm. we said, whichever comes first, Lord, you know. Okay. And we ended up fostering four boys over the course mm-hmm. of a year before we became pregnant with our first. Wow. And our first, it was healthy pregnancy. And at my 32-week appointment, she said, you're in labor. You need to go to the hospital. So oh my goodness. I had him at 32 weeks and five days. And he mm-hmm. spent a month in the NICU. He came home on heart monitors mm-hmm. and oxygen. It was just very very overwhelming yeah he had medications around the clock so we said we're not having any more kids for like five more years five was always mm-hmm. our number i don't know why we never stuck <laughs> it's to a good it number. <laughs> we never stuck to it because about three years in mm-hmm. after having him we're like well maybe we should we're ready to have another one mm-hmm. and my husband said it always happens really fast the second time and i said that is not true mm-hmm. it happened very fast and it was <laughs> double the amount of children that we expected we yes. were pregnant with twins so wow yeah So you had twins, your second go around, and they are now how old? They will be two in a month. Okay. So Mm -hmm. very much in the toddlerhood stage. Very much so. Mm -hmm. Yes. So being that you're in kind of the throes of toddlerhood, if I might, what have been some of the most challenging things that you have encountered in this stage of your motherhood journey or in in this season of motherhood? Well, I would say for us personally, I do believe it takes a village. Mm -hmm. I really do. 
And we have moved around a lot in our marriage as well. I don't know if I mentioned that my husband being a coach has worked Mm -hmm. his way up in the coaching world. So Mm -hmm. when the twins were just five months old, he took a new job in a new state. Mm -hmm. So we packed up our things during COVID and Mm -hmm. moved to a new state with two babies and a toddler. Something I do not recommend, zero stars. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) But it was just, I mean... That was over a year ago now. So it just mm-hmm. not having that support built in around us was really, yeah. really challenging mm-hmm. um, for us personally. But yeah, I would just say being overwhelmed is mm-hmm. kind of a constant theme, more so because mm-hmm. of our specific circumstances. But I feel like motherhood, especially choosing to be a stay-at-home mom, mm-hmm. can be very isolating. Yes. And then I felt like I moved to a new town. It was COVID and had mm-hmm. two babies, and all those things can be isolating as well. Mm-hmm. You're not able to get out as much with multiple little kiddos. Right. So, yeah, there was a component of isolation mm-hmm. and being overwhelmed and longing for more support and more community, mm-hmm. um, which I'm slowly finding. I've prayed for for mm-hmm. a very long time, and or you know, each time that we've moved, that's been one of my big prayers. To find good community and yeah, no, that's so good. I I love what you said about um, it taking a village and having strong community is super important in any stage of motherhood. But I think especially in the toddler years, and I have been there already. Um, mm-hmm. When we get into some of the older stages, I won't have as much <laughs> that I can relate to. But yeah, I think. That is huge. So having moved in the midst of those early years and now in the toddler stage, being somewhat still new to an area, I feel like is a whole it's a whole new challenge that I wouldn't have really even thought about or considered. Because mm-hmm. I think in what I know of you, too, I've not known you for super long, but you really value community and I see you pretty settled in the community but I know you were here for a little bit before I met you but yeah I definitely can see where that would have been even more of a struggle in that you were new to a place Mm -hmm. with these tiny little humans and just knowing how important it is to have a strong community surrounding yourself and finding yourself without that in the beginning because I've moved Micah and I have moved but we didn't have kids at the time right and so I can only imagine another layer or layers upon layers of challenge when not only is it I'm trying to find my place in this community but a place for my kids as well Mm -hmm. because you carry that burden once you have children of like making sure they have fun things to do and good friends and right. mentors and just good people feeding into them. Right. So. Yeah. And something too, when you move around a lot, you have to make a really big effort, mm-hmm. you know, to go out yeah. and get into community, whether it's going places by yourself and it's mm-hmm. uncomfortable and it's hard, yeah. you know, but you have to make that big effort or you can choose to live in isolation, right. you know. Yeah. And like you said, when you have little ones and multiple little ones, I'm sure, um, I don't know from experience, but I can see where 
the more little people there are, the harder it is to get out of the house and to (laughs) go to the story times where you meet the other Uh people. And so, yeah, I just applaud you and all that you've done because I know you'd been here for a while when I met you, but being a light in this community and even to me, like I just really value you and the fast friendship that we've had. And I'm just thankful that you are making it a priority to find that community for your children because I think it is important. Something that even though it's not easy to do, I'm glad you've done it because I like knowing you and I like that we get to be in community together. Thank you. Mm -hmm. That means a lot. I guess I was thinking another part, if I can add another part to Mm -hmm. that question. One of the greatest difficulties for me is I have this constant wondering, am I doing what's healthiest for my child? Mm -hmm. And not in feeding them their fruits and vegetables Mm -hmm. necessarily, but with responding to toddlers, especially Mm -hmm. tantrums and, you know, different fears that they develop and different struggles and helping Mm -hmm. them navigate new friendships and Mm -hmm. relationships and constantly wondering wondering am I handling this in the healthiest manner are they going to be in therapy in 25 Mm. years like well my mom always did this you know so (laughs) just that constant like what is the best way to approach this Mm -hmm. that's going to be healthy and help him grow and be emotionally strong and stable you know so Mm -hmm. um that for me is very tricky about toddlers because Mm -hmm. they are not emotionally stable right yeah I think that's so important to highlight and I think that is probably a universal struggle I know it was for me with Grayson like when he was a smaller toddler just the idea that there are these little tiny people with a lot of emotions and not yet the ability to Mm -hmm. communicate or regulate yeah what they're feeling Mm -hmm. and so that's a huge struggle like Mm -hmm. tantrums and just defiance that you're not sure exactly like do you know how bad you're being right now (laughs) and you can see it in their eyes that yes they do but then they're so cute and little still Uh that there's only so much you can do right to discipline at that point so i think that's a huge universal challenge that i'm sure will speak to most of the people listening to this right i find the early years so fun like they're Mm -hmm. so inquisitive and they're constantly changing and learning Mm -hmm. like each day and it's so fun to see all the new things that they're doing yes and you know discipline it like before too is a lot of just redirection Mm -hmm. and that type of thing and i think that is why it gets trickier as they get older yes for sure so I was going to say one last challenge if mm. I'm allowed to. Yeah, I mean, I could just keep going for a while on challenges, but <laughs> hey, no. challenges are the biggest thing. I was going to say, well, for me, is not wishing the time away, too. Mm. In the state of being an exhausted mama and mm. overwhelmed. And, you know, those days you're like, oh, how close is it to bedtime? You know, yes. and just I love this time and I know I'll never get it back. Mm-hmm. So that constant balance of how much do I stop and pause and yeah. soak it all in right in the moment. Mm-hmm. Like I constantly remind myself of a time when I was putting 
It was when my oldest would still nap and he was maybe four Mm -hmm. and I was putting him down for his nap and he kept stalling and stalling and he was driving me crazy. And I was at Mm -hmm. the door and I felt like I was going to raise my voice. Like I have a million things to do. Mm -hmm. And I had just gotten the twins down and I thought they're going to wake up soon, you know, and all of this. And he's like, mommy, stay with me. Mm -hmm. And I was like, buddy, I have, he's like, mommy, would you just stay with me? And I will never forget all of a sudden. It was like all of a sudden. It just switched and I like walked over to his bed and he like lifted up his little blanket to let me underneath it and tucked it around me. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. and in seconds he was asleep and I'm like, that Mm -hmm. is something like we will both always treasure and the laundry and everything else. You know, it made, we made it through not getting that stuff done in that moment. Mm -hmm. That's what mattered. So trying to find that balance of when am I going to soak in? these little moments and right. still be productive, yes. you know, and also the fatigue that comes along with right. all of that happening mm-hmm. um, and not wishing the time away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's such an important balance to find, but one that in the day to day can feel impossible to find. So mm-hmm. I'm really glad that you mentioned that because I think it's important to share that struggle and to talk more about it because pretty sure at least from my perspective I haven't gotten to know a mom who didn't share that same struggle Mm -hmm. in whatever season but yeah especially in the years where they require so much of us and they take so much from us and we have Mm -hmm. so little to give Mm -hmm. it's like a good reminder that it's important to at least think about even if we're not there and even if we feel like it's impossible i think it is good to try to mindfully soak in all of that we can yes, in these seasons 100 mm-hmm. percent. what have you found helpful as you've journeyed through the toddler years of motherhood and what have been some of the things that have gotten you through the hard days I will definitely go back to community with Mm -hmm. my answer Mm -hmm. with this. Um, The first thing that comes to mind is having community. And I'm not just talking Mm -hmm. about other people that are in the exact same walk of life. Like it's great to have other mamas that have a four-year-old or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I mean, since the last time we've moved, we have adopted aunts, you know, Mm -hmm. from church Mm -hmm. people that just love on our children. And like I said, I'm a firm believer that it does take a village, Mm -hmm. um, even if it's just to give mama some time for self-care. Right. So I would definitely say helpful has been community not being shy about asking for help mm-hmm. or telling someone you know if someone asks if you have a specific need if you can yeah. come up with that I just need an hour mm-hmm. to do xyz yeah being vulnerable like I so appreciate and treasure and I just love when I meet a new mom or have a friend that's just like I'm just a hot mess mom you know when we can joke like oh hey I have a shirt on today and there's no snot on it this is a win <laughs> you know like to just have just live in community too with other people yeah. that are you know especially in today's day and age with mm-hmm. social media and everything where you're supposed to be on it looks like you're supposed to be on top of everything right. and you're supposed to be checking all these boxes and your kids involved in all these things mm-hmm. family photos every season you know that type of thing it's mm-hmm. so nice to live genuine real life amongst other moms yeah. and realize like 
we're not all on top of it 24 7 we're not all on our a game at all times we all have different priorities in different areas and what matters the most to us so yeah that's so good and i feel like basically what you're saying is the importance of authenticity and i have found that that's like my favorite characteristic of anybody ever and i my hope would be that i would possess it (laughs) i don't know that i'm always 100 percent authentic but i have found that and i believe i've mentioned this before probably sound like broken record but it's worth saying a hundred times that if somebody is authentic i can just be with that person and love that person and tolerate anything else any other characteristic that might you know, I used to might have said like, oh, if somebody's overly serious, like I, I struggle to be friends because I like to be fun and laugh mm-hmm. and lighthearted. But more and more, if somebody will just authentically tell me about the type of week they're having rather sure. than just pretending they're perfect, I can endure almost anything else mm-hmm. that they would throw at me. Yes. No, you are awesome at that authenticity part. You really are. And that's, I think, as mamas, that's what we need to. Mm-hmm. We don't need somebody to put on a front. And right. I know the first time you have somebody over, you want your house to be sparkling. Mm-hmm. But I'm also relieved when I go to somebody's house and it's like, oh, there's a dirty sock. <laughs> Thank you for being a real human. Yes. You know? Yes, totally. So what are some resources and or words of encouragement you can offer to other moms who are currently traversing the toddler years of motherhood? I know that mom guilt is real. (sighs) We all have so many ways that we put mom guilt on ourselves. But I Mm -hmm. remember a very wise person once telling me about meeting my children's basic needs and how much that does for them and their growth. And we're doing even doing that bare minimum and just loving on your kids is Mm -hmm. doing so much more for them than you realize. I always try to remind myself positive praise should outnumber punishment or negative things three to one Mm. and so I'm always trying to remind myself and I think it's helpful to think about like how many positive things have I said to my kiddo today or do I just hear myself reprimanding them constantly that just turns the whole day around for Mm. everybody it's reminding yourself of all the reasons you love this screaming child but also just building them up and their character and everything Mm -hmm. yeah I feel like it's very helpful just a reminder that we want our positivity like the positive things that we're pouring into our kids to outweigh the negative things so just consciously trying to remember like you were saying am I just a broken record of negativity and reprimanding or Mm -hmm. am I remembering to encourage and to call out the good behaviors because they're there we're not always focusing on them or we're just like thanking our lucky stars that they're not misbehaving at the moment but right. i mean i i really do think an, imp- an important reminder to try and focus on being more positive to our children mm-hmm. yeah so any other resources that you have or positive words to give I am a big fan of No Drama Discipline, the book. Um, I have keynotes taken out from that that we've even hung on our fridge, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, I know there are many different parenting styles from gentle parenting, as they call it. I would just, I'm a big proponent of finding out the why 
just understanding, like even, you know, a conversation with my husband the other day, you know, I kind of pulled him aside and tried to remind him that part of his brain is not, sorry, not my husband's brain, the toddler's (laughs) brain. That part of the toddler's brain is not fully developed um, to be able to rationalize. Yes. And so when he was in that moment of upset, Mm -hmm. I was trying to remind my husband, you just got to wait it out, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's been so beneficial for me to start to understand a little bit more even about anatomy and development Mm -hmm. of a child's brain. Right. Be able to understand some of these behaviors in the most loving mm-hmm. way that I can respond to them. Another thing I recently I really liked is I found some cute words of affirmation cards off Etsy. Mm-hmm. I think I told you about. Yes. That I just love that I've been trying to speak life into my son, my oldest, yeah. um, with those. And he mm-hmm. repeats them after me. Aww. I am brave with a little smile on his face and oh, stuff. And it I just kind of sets the tone good for the day. In ways, you know, we can pray and stuff before we start off our morning or we talk yeah. about what's one good deed you could do today. But it's really sweet to see him with the words of affirmation cards. And I always mm-hmm. think of how would that have impacted me yes. to have somebody speak life into me and encourage right. me like that on a regular basis, mm. starting from a young age? Yes, I love that so much. So, so. the book, uh, No Drama Discipline, mm-hmm. and I will also link the positive affirmations mm-hmm. cards in the episode notes Awesome, so that people can access those. Yay! Well, Caitlin, thank you so much for chatting with us today and for sharing a little piece of your motherhood journey. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. It's Mm -hmm. been a pleasure to be here. Yes. Thank you. Thanks for listening and for taking the time to pause and turn inward today. It is so important to remember to take care of yourself in the midst of caring for everyone else. A special thanks to Caitlin for being willing to share with us about her journey of motherhood. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe so you'll never miss a single mindful moment. Until next time, be mindful, Mama.